0: This is Vice and Villainy, reporting on the criminal and mysterious. We are your source for the stories that shape your world. this bar have a dog in it? Did you see the dog? I did
1: see the dog come in here. I think it belongs to the owner. Oh, he's a good boy.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I, I hear him barking.
1: Yeah. Very friendly. Hey,
0: everybody. This is Simus again. I am here with my new friend Waverly. Uh, Met her down at the local tavern. per Mierda's suggestion of me getting out and trying to hear some more gossip and stuff and kind of got talking to her and found out she was interested in the stories like this that we tell. So thought I would get together with her and get her opinion on a story that I just recently heard about. Um, so welcome Waverly. Glad to have you.
1: Uh, thank you, Simus. I hope I can offer some input into your story.
0: Oh, I'm sure if you're if you're used to hearing stuff like this and you like hearing it, I'm sure your opinions will be awesome. So I'm going to tell you. um, I'm going to tell you the story of some wizarding students that visit the ruins of Starmantle and kind of what happens after they get there. First, though, I'm going to give a little bit of background in case you're not familiar with Starmantle. So, Starmantle was a city on the southern southern edge of the Sea of Fallen Stars, and it was destroyed by the Spell Plague in 1385. Um, and then about 10 years later, the city was basically ruins. The, like, just things started to grow back in. Everything was just decimated. So we're like, why is this interesting? Well, there was a bunch of other stuff there. There were these really weird, um, like man-sized, like diamond-hard, emerald-colored Outcrops, we'll call them. Um, And they had this really weird hum in like a flute note. And they were just everywhere, surrounding the land, in the ruins. Um, Really, really weird. And then, even weirder, was in between them, there were these, this like blue fog glow that would pass back and forth. So, no one knows what that is. Um, And then, to cap it off, you've also got these giant obsidian masses that are like floating off the ground, just hovering around, picking, like moving in one direction. And then I guess if they bounce off something, they just bounce and and go back. Um,
1: large obsidian masses just floating. Yeah. Uh, Has anyone followed them?
0: Um, from what I've heard, they just kind of like float. And if they hit something, they kind of, bounce off of it and change go the other way. Yeah. They don't really, they're not like self-aware or yeah, they just follow one line and then until something interrupts that line, they just keep going.
1: And is the blue fog constant?
0: Um, it's kind of like from how it's been described, it's, it passes between the, the, the large emerald colored outcrops and it's like, it's not constant it's not like a constant wall of fog it's just like um
1: like a haze,
0: yeah and it like a small like little bit of it kind of moves i don't I don't know what it is I've, I've, i I kind of want to go there now, but um, That's
1: unlike anything I've ever heard
0: kind of don't want to go there too <laughs> um so yeah do you have any idea what what if you had to guess what do you think these things are
1: hmm and you said that this is a place that uh, wizards go to study.
0: Well, this particular, there is a group that, that is going there. Um, I think over the course of time since the spell plague, plenty of people have tried, but this is the most documented story I've heard about it.
1: I would say it's got to be some something arcane. It has to yeah. be. That's not natural. No. But to what end? Just to flood a land with Alcoves and floating black rocks and smog. There's, there has to be an end game here.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure what it is. Um, Spell plague did some really weird stuff to a lot of places. So maybe it's maybe it's just some weird concentration of arcane energy that just stays constant and it like it's like it's 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 incomplete arcane energy.
1: Does anyone live there? No. Oh. So we don't know if it's dangerous to the health. Nope.
0: We don't know much. I'm guessing the reason we don't know much is because anyone that's gone there hasn't really figured anything out. I see. That's my guess.
1: Well, I think that the right people aren't going.
0: Well, let me tell you the story of another group that probably isn't the right group going. So, there's a group of divination uh, wizarding students and their teacher. They decide they're going to be the ones that that figure this out. So they decide to go to the ruins of Star Mantle, and they wanna they wanna do it. So they're from just across the sea in from Sembia, from a city called spear And they get there, and like all young people, they are completely confident in their abilities and borderline cocky and they think they're gonna get it figured out so they start casting spells on these things um they're casting detect magic and of course everything lights up because everything around them is basically arcane energy um they throw out comprehend language. Maybe they can. Maybe that that flute-like hum is something, and they don't get anything back from comprehend language. They they throw identify out, and that doesn't really come back with anything. Um, they throw out reduce. Maybe they can make these things smaller and bring one back with them, and that has no effect. And then they, I think they one of the other ones, from what I read, was even see invisibility. They were trying to see if something was behind the scenes or or directing the the obsidian masses that you couldn't see and nothing was done there. And while they're doing this, it's multiple students casting different things at different times. Apparently something goes wrong. And one of the students just drops, falls down and um, goes catatonic.
1: Did they have a cleric with them? No. Well, that's their first mistake.
0: Always have a cleric. So, this this student collapses, goes catatonic, and everybody stops casting spells immediately. Um, the teacher directs them. You know, obviously we probably shouldn't have been doing that in a non-organized manner. Um, makes me, if I ever have a, a kid that wants to become a wizard, I'm not sending them to that school. Um, so they try to. Uh, they're able to pick up the student, and and he's able to walk and, and and move, but he's just like locked in. He can't he can't speak. His face is blank. He can move if people direct him, but that's that's about the extent of it. So the teacher says, "Okay, let's let's get out of here. This is this was a mistake. I'm not going to waste any more time here. I'm not going to take any more chances." So they decide to go back to Ermlaspir uh, and get back to the tower and try to take care of the student and see what they can find out. Um, Maybe he wakes up and pops out of it and they can get some more information.
1: You know what I think? What do you think? I think that they should send a cleric of Mistra. I think that divination magic isn't working and they're not getting any answers. They should maybe look for some divine magic.
0: That's a pretty good guess. Like they've, they've gotten back to the, they finally gotten back to the tower. I'm going to skip the travel back because that's not important. Um, they get back and the teacher is trying to figure out what to do. So the teacher finally gets an idea. And what do you think that idea is? And it is, I'll give you a hint. It is not contacting a cleric of mistrust.
1: Oh, geez. That's a mistake. I guess the first idea that that teacher would have would be. Casting detect magic on that young student
0: close Uh, The teacher actually casts detect thoughts Okay, Um, they figure maybe I can get in um, In the head and 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 at least see what's going on and The teacher does the teacher gets in and the most pressing thing on the student's mind is Just basically repeating the phrase. I can see everything I can see everything.
1: I can see everything.
0: Yep. So the teacher wants to probe deeper and and kind of digs into the student's mind a little bit more and is trying to, you know, with apparently with detect thoughts, there's three primary things that, that you get. You get like the reasoning, the way that the way in which they're thinking or why they're thinking those things, kind of their emotional state, how they feel, and then like the thing that's pressing the most or, or looming large. So, obviously, the emotional state was, was fear that the students scared. The largest thing in their head, the thing they're thinking the most about was never being able to escape. They were aware, they were completely conscious in their mind, but they couldn't like get out, they were locked in, so to speak.
1: I see. That must be terrifying.
0: So they were, they were scared, and the only thing they were thinking about and, and trying to figure out within their own mind was how to escape, how to get out, how to get out of that locked-in state. Um, and that's really all that the teacher could, could pull out. It was, it, was, it was a lot of fear. Um, so the teacher then says, okay, I'm going to try to contact the student. So they cast Message. Maybe I can send them something. Maybe they can communicate back. Um,
1: they sent message to the student. Yeah. They should have cast calm emotions. Need a cleric.
0: Div- Divination wizards—they're <laughs> not thinking that way. <laughs> um. So yeah, they—they they, he cast or he cast message and tells the student that they're working hard on on trying to to get him out, and the student effectively doesn't can't say a whole lot so they can't speak back but with detect thoughts still going on that emotional fear is subdued a little bit um what they were able to pull out so the wizards being wizards are trying all these different things and going through a series of hypotheses and and trying to figure it out and nothing is working absolutely nothing is working they've tried casting a bunch of spells they've even tried you know putting potions together and getting this student to drink them and then cast spells and still nothing working and after two weeks of no progress um they finally do contact some clerics
1: oh thank goodness
0: but they are clerics of kelemvor
1: of course they are They're the easiest ones
0: to find. And now, a word from our sponsor. This is Klaus from Uncommon Denominators. We will be touring the North promoting our new collection of songs. We call them songs not to adventure to. I'm sure that you've never heard a lute play like this. It's so intense, it flays the mind flayers' minds. Imagine what it would do to yours. And we're back to Vice and Villainy. So they contact a couple of clerics of Kellamvor and ask them to come in and, and provide some guidance. Um, so what do, you th- what do you think these clerics do? What do, you, what do you think their first instinct is?
1: I would believe their first instinct would to try to be uh, a healing spell on the student. Um, um, maybe uh, remove a curse maybe calm emotions, there's so many things that a cleric could do that these wizards just can't.
0: So the first two things were tried and there was no success. However, they did cast calm emotions and it was successful and when they cast detect thoughts again they got the sense that everything was a little bit more chilled out with with the student. So that's
1: good.
0: um, But whatever they tried, they were still unable to, to break it wasn't a curse. Um, they weren't able to break him out of this state. So, two more days go by, and still nothing. And finally, on the third day, after the clerics visited, so they visited, did what they could, um, and you know they were, um, you know they were praying and trying to get, trying to get him out, and asking Kellamvor like. If it's his time, let him go. If it's not his time, you know, untrap him, let him out. You know, Kelnor being...
1: A merciful god.
0: Right. Um, and not taking people when it's, you know, it's supposed to be when it's their time. And if it's not their time, that's that's not right. So,
1: Was this young wizard an elf?
0: Um, I believe it was a half-elf.
1: Oh. It's terrible to end a, an elf's uh, lifespan so soon.
0: It's true. So yeah, so on the third day, third day after the clerics did their thing, uh, in the middle of the night, student sits up in his bed and just turns his head to the right and looks directly at the person who was kind of standing watch over him. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say anything. um, And then turns his head back and leans back down and effectively goes to sleep.
1: Goes to sleep, doesn't die. Doesn't die. Goes to sleep, but he did sit up and move.
0: He did sit up and move. He had he,
1: some consciousness, some.
0: Yeah, his his he was he's always been aware. He just wasn't able to move on his like will himself to move or speak. So, obviously, the 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 person standing watch freaks out. Goes gets um, a couple of people, a guard, uh, another wizard and they come back and they they wake they wake him up and he wakes up and he's able to speak and like everything is is functioning normally um he's able to do anything that he was able to before he seems perfectly normal um so of course what do you think they do they ask you know what happened and and where were you and he says he can't really remember what happened. He he remembers casting the spell, but after that he doesn't know what happened. He ca- he was he said he was casting reduce at the time.
1: Did it, the spell didn't go off though, was he able to finish it?
0: Um he said he had completed the spell. Okay. And but after that, like after he finished casting it, he he doesn't remember. Um and he said, while he was he was in there, he knew everyone was out there, and they were trying to help. Like he could he could see everybody, um, that he was conscious the entire time, and he was just terrified. Um, so some time passes. They let him take some time, and and he decides he wants to go back to class. He wants to you know finish things out. He likes being a wizard and wants to continue to learn and do things like that. So he goes back to class. Um, but when he goes back he suddenly has like a renewed focus he's he wasn't necessarily the best student to begin with and now he's like top of the class he's exceedingly ambitious and he is just almost cutthroat hmm. he was in his final year and after that year he, he he finishes he wraps up and he completes he completes school and then he disappears no one hears from him. No one knows where he goes. He is gone. Do
1: you think he went back to Star Mantle?
0: It's a good question. I do not know. I think he did. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what happened. I think it's really strange. Um, the, the part that trips me out is when, when I read, I can see everything. That, that's what really got me. I want to know what he saw. When he says everything, like, what does that mean? And he says he doesn't remember saying it. So...
1: Hmm. Yeah. So he was casting the spell Reduce.
0: Hmm?
1: What was he trying to reduce?
0: Uh, Apparently, um, if, if I'm guessing, it was on one of the obsidian pieces because mm-hmm. they were pretty big and in order to be able to maybe transport it back to the wizarding tower and they could study it more back home that's i mean
1: that makes sense but if i could
0: cast spells that's what i would do
1: that makes me wonder though if casting the spell reduce on an obsidian stone and it had some bit of awareness could cause it to backfire and looking into the depth, you might be able to see everything.
0: So yeah, it's it's just this crazy story and no one knows. no one knows what happened. So you think he went back to Starmantle? I I kind of think maybe he went away to another tower or or tried to learn more in order to see what happened, or maybe learn more and then go back. Um, maybe accumulate
1: a little more knowledge and power. I think that staring into the obsidian, I think is what did it to him, because it it's blackness forever. And I think it did something to his brain that when he woke up, he already knew the answers. I think he woke up knowing the answers which is why he was so driven, so he could get his wizard license or whatever they give them. I don't know, and go back and figure it out.
0: Um. So yeah, like it's just it's just nutty. It's it's a crazy story, and I love stuff like this. So I'm glad I'm glad I, I ran into you because now if you ever have anything that you want to share, we can get together and I can hear some of the stories you came up with and. As, as I hear stuff, maybe you know about it and you can feed me some information. And I like expanding my network.
1: I am going to continue on and see if I can find anyone else that knows anything about Star Mantle.
0: Yeah, I mean, shoot, that would be helpful. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's meet back here maybe next weekend and talk about some other stuff.
1: Yeah, that'd be great.
0: So like Mirrod and I always say, um, until next time.
1: Until next time.
0: Please join our Discord and share what you know. We even have a channel where you can remain anonymous, protecting your identity. Thanks for listening. This is Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Dndipers underscore.
1: Thanks, everyone. I'm Diana, and you can find me everywhere on the internet as Super Dylan.
0: Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ViceVillainyPod. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Vice and Villainy is a CLDG production.